Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topic, responding to a listener's question on geoengineering. Sit back and relax and enjoy today's podcast. So, it's been kind of more the weekly bolt rather than the daily bolt the last couple of weeks. I apologize for that. I'm hoping to get a little bit more regular schedule going again soon. Uh, Just been a very busy time with lots of things going on in the business and in other things. Uh, And I thought after kind of struggling what to do uh, with this podcast, uh, there are several topics have presented themselves over the past few days. I thought I would address a question from a listener who uh, posed a question on my LinkedIn page basically saying that he's heard about uh, geoengineering efforts in Australia and what are the efforts on humans. And that's a good question. Uh, Australia has been in the climate news lately uh, with uh, a wildfire season that is as bad or worse than anything that California has seen. Uh, And the good news is it impacts fewer people because Australia is less populated, at least in theory, Um, although the wildfires in question have come extremely close and into uh, dense, more, more densely populations of the Australian continent, and it is a big deal. And if anything, drought in Australia has been a bigger problem than it has been in the Western Hemisphere during this decade, with most of the years of this decade being drought years in Australia, and the drought has been very severe. Uh, This has uh, motivated some folks in Australia to talk about the concept of geoengineering, which is artificially coming up with ways to uh, change climate, one or more climate forcings. And there has been a study uh, directly proposed to look at the impacts of geoengineering on the Great Barrier Reef. One of the issues with the Great Barrier Reef from a climate perspective is the fact that as the oceans get progressively warmer, it becomes a progressively less favorable environment for the coral that make up the wonder of the Great Barrier Reef to grow. And in fact, it can even cause a degradation in uh, the growth of the coral uh, such that it deteriorates, gets brittle, fractures off, and the reef Uh, suffers as a whole. This is considered a substantial issue in Australia and the Great Barrier Reef has been the subject of environmental regulation before by Australia mostly to try and limit the amount of chemicals dumped in the ocean between uh, the coastal areas of the mainland and the reef itself. Some of those chemicals being hazardous again to growth of the reef, in fact uh, even causing direct destruction of parts of the reef. Uh, After much debate Uh, the country decided to put in new regulations as to what can be put into the ocean off the east coast of the continent and what can't and uh, or come up with other ways of mitigating the problems of uh, industrial and residential pollution into the waterways to the east of the continent. Uh, And so now that that issue has been at least addressed and there has been some improvement, the next concern is climate change and what happens to the ocean. 
the ocean is is in much of the world is a very deep instrument and it takes a long time for there to be a big change however near continents we have uh, the ocean floor being relatively uh, shallow as it's an extension of the actual continental shelf which means that with a shower depth to heat uh, warmer temperatures can theoretically uh, become more prevalent and more widespread. Uh, this is the same theory that has been proposed in terms of producing stronger hurricanes, particularly in the Gulf of Mexico and the Caribbean, uh, with a warmer climate because the oceans are also uh, largely above extensions of the continental shelf. The ocean is shallower, meaning that the same amount of heat forcing could cause a bigger temperature change. Um, there's issues with these arguments in terms of whether uh, ocean current uh, changes would mitigate uh, some of these issues or could make them worse. Um, right now, the, the consensus seems to be that uh, probably the warming would be amplified in the shallower basins, though it's not as simple of an argument as some make that, oh, well, the sun's just heating it up more. Uh, it's more, much more complicated than that, and the getting into some of those complexities is the subject of other podcasts. Uh, right now, all I want to tackle is the geoengineering issues. Uh, with respect to the Great Barrier Reef, there have been some interesting suggestions uh, uh, made in terms of what you might do from the perspective of mitigating the actual... Uh, heating that might occur in the shallow ocean uh, where the barrier reef is located. Um, two of them involve some sort of shading of the reef to reduce the warming. That again is a fairly simplified approach. Uh, it certainly would reduce the direct solar forcing, but what it might do in terms of changes to the rest of the system is not entirely clear. I mean, one proposal is putting a biodegradable polymer film that acts as a sunscreen for coral. Well, it's biodegradable, which means it eventually has to be replaced, and how often does it have to be replaced? And directly addressing the question of uh, the person uh, on my LinkedIn profile, what would the impacts on humans be? And the, that's an interesting question. It would depend on what the polymer was. Um, you'd have people trying to dive in the area of the Great Barrier Reef where you put the polymer on, which would disrupt the coating, and you'd probably get it all over yourself. And I don't know what that means in terms of skin irritation. Uh, that's something that uh, I'd have to look a lot more deeply into the exact proposal. Uh, <clears throat> one of the other proposals involves uh, increasing the brightness of clouds over the Great Barrier Reef so that they reflect more solar energy back into space. Well, that would be great if you could actually keep the clouds over the Great Barrier Reef. And yes, um, they do provide a local warming source. The coral itself allows for perhaps uh, a little bit more cloud cover over the reef than adjacent areas, but it wouldn't be all the time. It wouldn't be totally consistent, and it brings the question, well, what happens when those clouds move off the reef, often in response to, say, a large-scale low-pressure system that moves through the region? Uh, 
where they, in, in, depending on which part of the reef you're talking about, you might be more in to the uh, tropic subtropics where systems move from uh, east to west as opposed to mid-latitudes where they move from west to east. In the subtropics and tropics, then, if it moves from east to west, some of these clouds could move over the continent themselves, over populated areas of northern Australia, uh, and uh, ultimately, uh, if they precipitate down, then these particles would end up uh, being included in the rainwater, and very likely, since they're talking about uh, salt particles, uh, it would have some sort of change on uh, the chemistry. Uh, it might be as similar to an acid rain type of an effect. Uh, it might not, depending on exa the exact makeup of uh, the, the chemicals in the rainwater and exactly which salts we're talking about. Um, a third approach involves reducing the temperatures of uh, the shallow waters near where the corals grow by mixing them with cooler waters pumped from 10 to 30 meters below. Again, that's a change of uh, local ocean circulation. What does that mean for the broader picture? Uh, I haven't done a model simulation to tell you that. Um, and uh, all of these proposals have prompted uh, some scientists in Australia to submit uh, articles and letters to various publications saying that, particularly in Australia, but uh, uh, the argument can be extended globally, there needs to be more regulation of geoengineering efforts, given we don't know what all the possible effects on humans could be. Uh, certainly some of the things proposed seem a much larger scale than this, much more dramatic, uh, and could have big implications for human population that make things that, that cause other problems uh, in the manner of solving one problem. Uh, I think I would agree with these Australian researchers that uh, a certain degree of regulation needs to be put into place about geoengineering efforts. I would rather not see them happen at all. I'd rather we find other ways to deal with climate issues uh, and other issues, but it looks like uh, certainly the Pandora's box has opened in Australia, if, if not elsewhere, and uh, these will be issues that will come forward for some time to come. I think I'm going to wrap up uh, this podcast there. Uh, some of the most recent podcasts have been kind of lengthy. I'm going to keep this one a little shorter. So for The Daily Bolt, this is Dr. Jeff Tilley. I hope you have a good rest of your weekend, wherever you are and whatever time it is, and a good start to the work week tomorrow. And God bless, uh, as always.